Welcome to the Youth Ministry in Motion Podcast. The number one youth ministry podcast on the planet. The show that keeps you motivated and your youth ministry moving forward. Now, here's your host, author, speaker, and trainer, Paul Turner. What is going on, youth workers? Hope that you're doing well. It's October. It's time for candy and pumpkin spice. Because that's what makes the world go round, right? Candy and pumpkin spice. But um, yeah, busy, busy week for me this week. Uh, For those that don't know, I got a new job. Uh, I uh, am driving for an air conditioning company. Great company. And uh, I am in my second week. So please continue to pray for me that all things go well uh, in that area, that I'm able to understand the system. Uh, I like working in the warehouse. I mean, you're pretty much left alone and you're doing your thing and which gives me a lot of think time, uh, which then allows me to uh, go ahead and create content for you folks. So continue to pray for me and my journey as I uh, as I move forward. And uh, I want to welcome in a few new listeners to the podcast. Uh, there's some folks there in Columbus, Ohio. Shout out to Columbus, Ohio for listening to the podcast. Los Angeles, we've got some listeners in or Los Angeles, California. And uh, we got some folks in Arveda, Colorado. I hope I pronounced that right. Arveda, Colorado. Appreciate you listening to the Youth Ministry of Motion podcast. And then some new international listeners. Uh, we have the Netherlands and the Russian Federation. Russian Federation. We, we know that, uh, listen, Russia's got teenagers in it. And there are those who work with teenagers in Russia. So we welcome, we don't, we don't disparage, uh, because teenagers are in Russia because plenty of good youth workers across the world who are trying to minister to their kids and teach them uh, about the Lord and teach them there's a better way to live. And so we welcome all countries who have youth leaders in them and trying to teach their teenagers about Jesus. I have a great guest for you guys today, Justin Nava from MrChurchMarketer.com. And he's going to teach you youth workers, uh, how to do better social media, and maybe why you shouldn't be doing the social media in your church. Uh, I know that many churches uh, look for the youngest person, which is oftentimes the youth pastor, and they say, hey, can you uh, help us out with this live stream? Can you help us out with this editing? Can you make some videos or social posts or start a Instagram account, whatever it may be? And Justin knows all about that. He's going to be sharing with us today. Be sure to listen uh, to the very end, because he has um, an offer for all of you. Uh, you can get 10% off ordering from them, and they have everything. They have stickers, they have banners, they have all kinds of stuff, and you can get yourself a deal. Just listen for it at the end, and uh, he'll tell you all about it. So be sure to listen for that, and you can get a good deal on some uh, marketing stuff for your church or for your youth ministry. Uh, also coming up, uh, I'm going to be at the Youth Ministry Exchange Digital Youth Ministry Conference. It's formerly known as the National Youth Workers Conference. Uh, this year, Youth Ministry Exchange is being put on by DYM, Orange, and Youth Specialties. And if you're going to be going there, please check the exhibit hall as I will be an exhibitor there. So please stop by, say hello, tell me you're a listener, uh, and maybe I'll have some goodies for you. Tell me you're a podcast listener and I'll have something for you maybe. So be sure to do that. So that is it, guys, for the announcements. So let's go ahead and jump into our conversation with Justin Nava from MrChurchMarketer.com and be prepared to learn something. All right. Welcome, Justin Nava, to the podcast. Thanks you for uh, being here. 
And um, I want to know a little bit, our audience would like to know a little bit about your youth ministry background. So give us the, the 411 on uh, you and youth ministry. Sure. So I started, uh, actually, my first job uh, was in youth ministry. And before I dive into that, Paul, I just want to say thank you for having me on the show. I'm excited to be here, excited for what we're going to talk about today. Yes. I started uh, youth ministry as a youth intern. I wanted to actually be in the music ministry. And uh, through a connection, as soon as I went to college to study church music, uh, which, by the way, you'll learn that got me far in life, uh, <laughs> I came into a, a youth position leading the youth music that was that was kind of me going in there and i needed a year of internship anyways for my degree so getting it done right at my freshman year ended up being like a really good thing but it ended up being like a four-year five-year stint uh in youth ministry specifically focusing on music but then moving into more of the overseer role so it was just me and my guitar then i built up a band then uh the band kind of started running itself so i kind of oversaw all the media stuff uh then i started leading uh bible studies or small groups as we called them uh and uh, just kind of overseeing a lot of things we did a camp every year for our, for our for our kids and uh we had about 70 or 80 come to that so planning that producing that also planning spring break trips uh but also just my main job was overseeing the multimedia of the youth and just overseeing the the youth leadership and some of the college kids and volunteers that we had there as well so i did that for about five years and then i graduated college and I said, uh, I'm, get, I'm graduating, I'm getting married this summer, I need a big boy job. And so they actually, because uh, pro- so, I was doing multimedia stuff, they actually promoted me because um, God willing or God willed at the time, their IT media director just left. So they promoted me to his spot and I, I became a full-time uh, IT media director, did that for six years and uh, started a freelance business, which joined with Mr. Church Marketer recently. So now I'm a consultant for Mr. Church Marketer, uh, basically guiding churches to the 21st century and how to communicate and make more people aware so you can change more lives. Ah, that is fantastic. And uh, I didn't know, nobody informed me that there was uh, something called a promotion from youth ministry that seemed to have evaded me during my 30 years so um, some people might say it was uh an ultimatum <laughs> hey pastor <laughs> i have a family now i have a degree now <laughs> give me a full-time job or i'm gonna start looking elsewhere yeah exactly exactly and i had already kind of worked my way into doing big big church stuff alongside the youth stuff so they were kind of aware of what i could do and sure ready to turn me loose on it there you go well that's that's a a sweet move uh, and now you're helping uh, churches and youth ministries and ministries in general That's right. um, fix their presence um, on the World Wide Web and That's in their right. socials and all those kind of things. And you came up with three very good topics that I want to share uh, with our audience tonight. And uh, the first one is why youth pastors should not be doing social media. That is an intriguing question. Since most of the time, the youth pastor is usually the youngest person in the church. And you're saying, ah, hold the phone there, folks. Maybe not the youth pastor. And tell me, why do you say that? Sure. Well, as always, we're aware of the the, the uh, conundrum of serving two masters. And it's one of those things where you can do a half-asked Okay, now I want you to hear me on that, Paul. Half-asked yes. job. You're yes. doing half the job you were asked to do. Okay? Yes. <laughs> you can Pronunciation is important there. <laughs> uh, you're, so you're doing a uh, half the job you were asked to do in the social media stuff, and you end up not only 
not having a social media presence, but you have a bad one. It's almost that conundrum of, well, should, should we have a church if we're going to not even do discipleship and fellowship the way if it's just a club? Uh, is there even a reason to have a church? I think there's a discussion there. And oftentimes you could end up if you do social media wrong, you can end up putting out the bad impression and driving people away. That's most of my job in consulting is not just fixing things for people, but it's also telling them, stop this. It's the trainer that sees you deadlifting and squatting with an arched back and says, yeah. no, you got to stop that because <laughs> you're going to hurt yourself. It's better to not squat than or squat lighter than to hurt yourself in the process. And so one thing that I always encourage churches to do is I understand you want to just start, but make sure you have someone that can commit to it as a volunteer job. Uh, we all know it's really hard to be a greeter and to be in the worship band because you got to be at the door when church before church starts, but then you got to run on stage, tune your guitar, get going. And then when it's done, I mean, who's a greeter in a worship? I'm sure there's some church. So tell me then, why is it then not a good idea? Just because of the dual, uh, the dual responsibilities of having that. <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's, it's the dual responsibilities. Again, also what happens 90% of the time or possibly nine out of 10 times, if you don't like big numbers is the social media, the church, social media basically becomes the youth account because guess what? The youth pastor is really only at the youth events and he's sitting at a table with other students. And so the church page ends up looking like the youth page. There's so many times that I've gone and I make, I, I make, we make websites too. And one of the things we say is we'll, we'll go grab images for the website uh, from your Facebook page. And it ends up, it's all students because the youth pastor is running the social media and the youth pastor going to be youth pastoring and he's just going to get pictures of the things that are around him and that's going to be tough. And, he, and it's hard to do social media. I mean, this is a totally different discussion, but it's hard to do social media um, without happy faces, smiling people, fellowshipping, hugging and all this stuff. If you end up just doing social media on graphics, you don't look like a real church. You look like a motivational Instagram page. <laughs> that's besides the point. So... Right. <clears throat> um, you know, youth pastor, we can also talk about the youth page. If you do want to have a youth Instagram or a student Instagram, the youth pastor shouldn't be doing that either because the youth pastor really probably, even if they're my age, 30 something, 30, I'll be 33 this year. Um, we, we are, we're barely caught up with Facebook. We're kind of on the gram, but we have no idea how people are communicating with the other platforms. We kind of know Twitter, but especially as TikTok's growing, it's really like, we don't know the language as well as the students do. And so let's narrow in the focus to student ministry. The students know what's up. Okay. They know True. what's going on and they know what converts. They know what gets people's attention. We always talk about, let's stop the scroll. We got to figure out what stops the, the kids know, the kids know because they be stopping themselves. Okay. So, uh, you know, a youth pastor can set up the account and absolutely oversee the account. But when it comes to filling the account with content, engaging with people, uh, it, that's a great student leadership position to look and say, who's around here. That's really good with the kids. Um, that's, uh, you know, uh, can, knows a lot of the students they've may, may have been here for a while or maybe they they're really sociable and you know maybe they have really good instagram stuff too maybe they really have good facebook stuff maybe you see them on tiktok and you're like hey can you show me what this about and hey can you film some videos and i guarantee you some kids like they'll have some ideas right off the bat but then also you know again on a larger church scale it's great to go find the people to do that as well because that can be their ministry you have someone that greets they show up early they greet they go to service they leave they stand at the door and they they 
what's the opposite of greet? Uh, bid farewell uh, bid to the farewell, people yes. <laughs> from yes. church. Yeah, there you go. I bid you adieu. Uh, <laughs> well, same thing. Someone can just come. That was my favorite job when I was a volunteer. They can just come, take pictures, post to the Instagram stories, get a clip for Facebook. Uh, they know they're welcoming people on the Facebook Live. They're in the chat. And then throughout the week, they're posting and they're not having to worry about, oh, man, I got that meeting with those parents. And then I have this other thing on Tuesday. Then Wednesday, yeah. I got to prep for Wednesday night. And I also got message prep. And I got these meetings with small groups. And I got to overlook curriculum. And then you're like, okay, I'm just going to take a picture of the bulletin for the gram. No, that's that's. <laughs> It's exhausting. Let let the people that know it do it best. And sure. I'll tell you this. I ran the social media for my church uh, two, for two years. Uh, and then I handed it off to a, a young girl who was, my, who was our babysitter. She's in college. And she's doing a way better job than I ever did. And I'm a professional. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, that's fantastic because that's, a, that's what you want. You want those who know. But but what what would you say as far as maybe some guardrails? Because, you know, sometimes students going to be students and not everything they post is going to be like the best. Right. Or, or, you know, uh, um, you know, it could be things like they're too far away or listen, this is the kind of shots we need. And what are some things that you would advise youth pastors to advise students? Right. You say, look, if you're going to take shots, this is kind of what we're looking at here. Here's some here's some parameters for you that we're looking at. This is a little bit like the pastor telling the janitor how to clean the bathroom, okay? The janitor's job is to clean the bathroom. They've cleaned bathrooms before. They've yeah. cleaned sinks. They've mopped floors. They they do a whole bunch of stuff that no one else wants to do, and we don't pay them enough. But right. exactly. the pastor isn't going to go find the janitor and say, hey, I need you to use this type of machine and this type of wax, right. and I need you to use this wax on motion. It's like, no, no, no. Yeah. Let and wax off. So, if you're going to hand it off to the students and you want to give them some guardrails, the guardrails that you should use are your branding. Uh, and then uh, just a couple things. If you have like, we want to make sure that we are welcoming. We want to make sure that we have pictures of students. Make sure you know that Ashley has a difficult home situation, so she cannot have her face on social media. Give them those guardrails. Um, it's going to be a little bit of a trust, just like it's trust when you give a guitar to a student and let them lead worship. It's trust when you let a student lead a Bible study one night, mm -hmm. even if it's your most fantastic leader. I biffed a lot of Bible studies, uh, <laughs> but I was trusted with that responsibility. And I learned from those mistakes. So if you're going to give any guardrails to your students or to your volunteers, when it comes to social media is make them about the brand, the core values, make sure they know this is, you know, what we believe. Obviously um, I, it's up to you if they need to be a believer or not, but make sure you give them kind of some, some uh, foundational spiritual direction. Don't yeah. get too hammered down into the, we want close-ups, we want this number of contrast, we want to use this filter. Um, unless you already have that stuff established in the brand, let them decide that. Because I can, I have one of those things where I'm going to tell you, <clears throat> You may say, I like these behind the scenes, high contrast shots and people worshiping, but then the kid's going to go like, Hey, here's a picture of a baby eating a hot dog in nursery. That's going to get five times the engagement. That's not a personal story, by the way. It's not like I picked a, picked an example and you're just like, what the heck I picked. I did all these worship pictures and these look perfect. And then this baby eating a hot dog because a, I'm never in the nursery, but the volunteer is she's sure. able to roam around. She has an eye for what's going to catch people on social media. And it's not all about just like we don't have youth lock-ins where we preach for eight hours. No, we have youth lock-ins where we have pizza and video games and basketballs and giveaways yep. and bingo and stuff. And then you bring a message. Well, 
Instagram, I mean, all the social media is the same way. We want to entertain and we want to educate. And sometimes that's a baby eating a hot dog. I mean, maybe a toddler, man, a baby. Uh, but sometimes yes. that's that. And people connect with that and they say, that's funny. What else do they have that I can see? How else? Oh, I can see that. If I bring my kid, if I see that, I bring my kid, I know that she's going to get a snack and it's going to be a fun snack. It's not going to be like some old dried up animal crackers that Goodwill didn't even want. You know what I'm saying, Paul? <laughs> yes. I know exactly what you're saying. And I and I like the point where, listen, you're going to, you, you give them those basic things, but it becomes a really a good discipleship tool because if, Absolutely. They, if they do, you know, you're able to work with them. You're you're not just handing it off and saying, here, go, go away, do yeah. this. It's that's what, that's what they told conjunction. the youth pastor, but no, that, no, that's... <laughs> <laughs> That's correct. That's exactly right. And so the, what the youth pastor should do, right, is, is use it as an opportunity for discipleship, for conversation, to lead and guide them and say, hey, don't forget, hey, we have this event. Here's our events coming up. Don't forget to get some shots of that. And, yep. and you know, our, our, you know, our vision statement or our mission statement or, you know, what, what some phrase or something that goes along with that and giving them those um uh, those steps that they can go through that you can have the conversation about that if they do something that's maybe, you know, maybe they post a meme, maybe they, they maybe should not have posted. You go, Hey, we're going to pull back on that and, uh, and, and see maybe if we can do less memes and more something else. Well, and let me, let me, let me add one thing here. Um, you, the first thing you say is let's delete that and try again. No, you say, <laughs> why did you post that? What, what was going through your mind, right? Because you want to make sure, A, that they didn't make just a mistake out of ignorance. You want to see what, what they were trying to do. And, and maybe they post a, a theologically incorrect meme, right? Or maybe something that's maybe a, a Pentecostal meme and it doesn't align with Baptist or Methodist uh, vision or whatever. Right, right, and, right, and the kid right. didn't know. Maybe she grew up Methodist or maybe he grew up Pentecostal. And yeah. so you say, hey, why did you post that? And they'll say, oh, I thought it was funny. You know, I, people like memes. We posted this other meme and you, you kind of, again, use that as a teaching tool. Okay. Well, uh, let's add a comment and say, I know this is really this, or, you know, uh, can you go ahead and delete it? If I was a youth pastor, unless there's like accidental nudity or a, or a swear word, or again, Ashley, who cannot be posted on social media, I would not, I would not delete anything, but that kind of stuff. If it's something that maybe, uh, is like, again, a baby, a toddler eating a hot dog and you're like, what the heck? Uh, but it looks really good. Or, um, I would go ahead and leave it up and say, Hey, let's talk about this some more. And then after we talk about it, uh, Hannah, you're running the social media. Do you think that we can work with this? Is there a comment we can add to clarify or should we go ahead and take it down? And she might say nine, again, nine out of 10 times, let's go ahead and take it down. Or she might say, I really don't think people will take it that way. Look at the comments. They're not taking it that way. Let's add a clarification. Again, it's, it's a partnership. You're overseeing it. You don't want to micromanage it. You don't want to take over because again, they know what's up. And some of it might sound really silly, especially as more churches get on TikTok and learn the TikTok memes. Uh, you're going to see like, this is really dumb. This makes us look dumb, but really it makes you look relevant and it brings people's guard down. So they will listen to the gospel when you do give it to them. Right. And I like what you said, too, about affirming what they are doing, right? If they've done something and they've posted well and it's getting a lot of traction or comments or likes or whatever it is, and you're saying, look, you're, that's good. That's exactly where we want to be. It's exactly yep. where we want to be. Um, the third thing that we talked about is you say why you should stop posting graphics on social, which I find interesting because uh, I, I find myself at least looking at graphics and, and graphics is supposed to be eye catching and stimulating and draws you in and those things. Why, why say maybe not post graphics? 
Yeah. So, uh, again, people connect with people, not pictures. Uh, so, you know, graphics seem like a really low hanging fruit, but it's the kind of fruit that's low hanging because it's so weighted and it has a bunch of decaying worms inside that it's hanging so low. And you're like, oh, that's a great piece of fruit to get. Uh, and you grab it and you're like, oh, no, this is almost nothing. It, and again, this is really dangerous, especially when you're the youth pastor and you say, it's Wednesday, I got to post something, I'll just post the sermon graphic. Or it's, I'll go grab this U-verse Bible uh, picture or whatever. Right. But if you look in your analytics, and again, I've consulted with hundreds of churches over the last uh, eight years. Um, if you look at the analytics, those just do not perform as good. Go look in your own analytics. I can go to any church right now and even on the consumer side where I don't see your analytics, but I can see your likes. I'm going to see sermon graphic, one like, uh, Bible verse, two or three likes, um, announcement for the luncheon on Sunday graphic, three likes. But then I'm going to see baptism of Luke, the student, 42 likes and five shares. And then you go back to, uh, hey, have you listened to our podcast? Graphic, two likes. And it's always the same people too. It's, uh, it's the sure. same five people giving two or three <laughs> likes. Uh, but then you go a little bit further down, you got summer camp pictures, which was, you know, not this year, but, uh, you know, 70 likes, five shares. And then you got a picture of uh, one of your volunteers, 20 likes, 30. I mean, I can do this all day long. People connect with people, not pictures. And so to, when you just post graphics, I'm not saying never post graphics. I'm being a little facetious there, sure, but sure. you need to post more than just graphics. Again, you don't want to come across as a motivational Instagram. I hate those. And I don't like <laughs> when churches just do that as well. I love, I mean, I, I think there is a time and place for engagement graphics, for scripture graphics. I don't think you should ever post your sermon graphic on Facebook. There are way better ways, infinite number of ways uh, to promote your sermon series in a more relevant and impactful way than just a sermon graphic. But I love, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a member of uh, Sunday Social for my own church and we use Sunday Social graphics, but we don't rely on them. Uh, we, we post maybe one or two a week and then maybe another one in our Facebook group. Uh, but it's, it's, you, you choose the catchy ones, but when it's all graphics, you're just not going to make an impact there because the church is people. And so people want to see people. So again, that's why I always say, you know, when always have your camera on Sunday, pictures of people hugging, pictures of kids, pictures of activities, pictures of worship, take a picture of every member of your band that's that's your Monday posts for the next two months. Okay, just yeah. highlight a member of your band for two, and people are gonna say, "Oh yeah, that's Eddie. I love Eddie." Share, hey, love seeing Eddie up there, or hey, that's my son playing drums. Share, people will connect with that, and they'll say, "Hey, that's Jeff. Uh, yeah, I know Jeff. I taught him in Sunday school. Like, love, I'm glad to see it." You know, no one ever says anything about that with a sermon. No one ever got excited about a sermon graphic, and only three people ever got excited about a sermon title, and those people are already on staff. Okay. So, right. um, yeah, just stop the graphics. Stop. It's easier to stop and then drip them in than try to cut back because you're just going to get back out of the diet. Right. So you would say probably 95% video graphics, uh, video and, and pictures of people, uh, and maybe 5% when you have to, or when you want to, when, when it's, when it's appropriate or, or something like when that. When it's appropriate and it, and it serves the purpose, you know, you're, you're talking about, um, uh, you're talking about Daniel in the lion's den, right? There's right. a lot of stuff that you could post there and maybe, 
you post a, a, an image of your past. In fact, I, this is on my mind because we just did it for my church. We posted like two sermon video clips. We posted a picture of a lion with a pastor quote. We posted a picture of the pastor with another quote. And then we shared uh, VeggieTales. I was like, hey, you remember this story in VeggieTales? And it was a video clip, but that could have been an image. Uh, and then maybe, maybe you pick one like, uh, who would you rather spend the night with? A lion or a lion's den? a hippo's den or a penguin's den and just see how people re and that could be a graphic, but I wouldn't go more than one a week. Um, and if you're, if you're posting once a day, now, if you're posting a couple times a day, like on Instagram, you could probably get away with a couple more, but I would try to stick to just one a week and make sure it's engaging a question an encouragement, um, announcement graphics. There's just way better ways to do announcements than, than graphics. Than graphics. I understand. So as we begin to wrap up our time, do you have some hacks? What are some, what are some go-to hacks you think that would make it easier for youth workers or make it um, uh, less of a grind maybe to, to do that, but just some hacks that says, Hey, if you'll follow some simple things here, you could, you know, do better in engagement uh, or, or do better at, um, you know, responses or whatever it may be. Do you have, do you have a few hacks maybe that you could offer? 100%. I'm going to give you my formula that people have paid me thousands of dollars for. Your podcasters get it for free. Ready? <laughs> write, write this down, everybody. Okay. Pull over, pull the car over. I'm going to give you every post for every day of the week for every week of the year. Ready? Uh, it goes beastly. You want to be beastly on social media. B for branding. Make one post a week, something you believe in, a core value, uh, something that's related to your mission statement, something that's about your brand, something that's unique to you. E is encouragement. Do an encouragement, encouraging Bible verse, an encouraging quote, uh, an encouraging just uh, from your pastor quote or an encouraging truth from scripture or from, you know, a theologian in the past or a writer. C.S. Lewis has millions of them. You're never going to run out of content. A is advertise. You can advertise one time a week. That's your one time that you can ask for something. Everything else in the week needs to be give. S for spark conversation. Share a, a, a um, polarizing quote. Share something that makes you think and sparks conversation. Or ask a question. It can be a silly question. I mean, silly questions are easy. Low barrier of entry. Don't ask people who they're voting for next month. Ask people, uh, you know, uh, if they had to vote for one pizza topping to never be put on a pizza before, what would it be? Ooh, that's, that's a great a that's one. a great conversation starter that is um, <clears throat> t for testimonial always share a testimonial a story of something that's happening in your church we we have the greatest testimonials ever pepsi has more testimonials on their website than most church websites uh and, and social media so uh make sure that you you are telling stories l is live go live once a week just turn the camera on and just be like hey What's up, guys? I'm here. We're, we're at this event. We're here on Sunday. We can't wait to meet you. Pastor talked about this. I want to clarify this. And then why is your community it's a business that you want to highlight from someone in the church or someone in the neighborhood or that your kids frequent uh, business across the street? Uh, share some news events, something that's happening, community organizations, events. That's seven posts, one for every day. Your Sunday service can be live if you wanted to, but um, so beastie, I don't know. Uh, that's my secret formula. I do that for every social page and, and it just works gangbusters. It's fresh content. It's new. You don't have to so much worry about what am I going to post today? You can just go Monday B, Tuesday E, Wednesday A, Thursday S, Friday T, uh, Saturday L, Sunday Y, uh, your community. You can just go straight through the week and then you're just like, what's on people's minds? Let me go grab a quote from this and you can kind of make everything fit from there. If you do that, 
you're going to have fresh content, very different content that people will actually pay attention to you a little bit more because you're not just posting verses. You're not just posting the Sunday service every week. You're not just posting the sermon graphic every Wednesday. You're actually posting something, um, something unique every day. And you don't have to think too much about it because you know your core values, you know your mission, you know your beliefs, you know what the pastor preached on Sunday, just grab your notes, that's three posts right there that are encouraging, that might spark conversation, that might share a story or a testimonial. That's very easy. Just as when you start living the beastly life, <laughs> the, the posts just come. And oftentimes I get all of these ideas just from a 30 minute sermon and I have to call them down to keep it to one post a day for my own church. And so, you know, these things, just this, once you start getting your mind wrapped around it and you'll, you'll have some learning curves ahead of, ahead of you. But when you do this, you start living that and you just ingrain it in your mind. It's going to be so much easier to come up with fresh new content. And eventually you're going to have to start saying no to some ideas. And that brings me to the other thing is you got to utilize people. Okay. You have to find people not to just run the social media, but to provide you with content. Um, you know, we are, my church is a decentralized church. We have one church body, but we are in groups all over America. We have a very unique way of doing church and crosswaves. And so because of that, <clears throat> I am separate. I'm actually the, our church group, uh, we call them hotspots is the only one in Texas. And so I don't get to go out to other groups and take pictures and all that. I rely on them. And so everyone, they know, the leaders know, if someone shares a story of how they helped someone or our groups are very local as far as local community action and service, take pictures, tell me what you do, uh, and then send them to me so I can have it. And people send me, you know, uh, we give stuffed animals to the local sheriff's department for mm -hmm. when they come across kids that, that have experienced something traumatic. You know, I got pictures of them bagging it, what they look like before, what they look like after, a picture of the sheriff that they give it to. That becomes a few social posts. And you don't have to just post it once. Not everyone's going to see it the first time. Choose some different ways to show it. That could be an interview with the people who bag it. That could be a picture of the stuffy. That could be an interview with the sheriff on how many kids he sees and, and how a story about how many about one kid that it helped. Um, all of the, this one thing can be easily be four or five posts, but I'm not doing all the work. The, the group leader is, she's the one taking the pictures, sending them to me, telling me how long they've done it, telling me the story. All I'm doing is just turning it into a post. And I've got people, when I was serving in a local church, people just had my phone number. And whenever they took a picture, they were in the nursery, they were in youth, they were at the uh, VBS. You know, I could only, I, I was at VBS, but I couldn't be everywhere at once. But I, at the end of the day, I would just get 30 or 40 pictures and video clips and I could choose the best one and post it. And it oftentimes wasn't my own. And so you got to utilize a network of people and make it super low barrier. If God shares something with you, <clears throat> send it to me. Uh, if you read a really cool Bible verse that is relevant for today, share it with me. If you take a picture of your kids doing something awesome at home that they learned at church, share it with me. Uh, if something happened, if God does something in your life, share it with me. And, and you, they won't all share it with you, but they'll share it with their pastors and your pastors are going to know. Can I tell Justin about this? Because this would be, this would be incredibly encouraging for people on social media. And we can't record a video and show it once on Sunday for 70 people to see. But we can share a written testimonial with your picture. We can share it a couple times and hundreds of people will see it online and be encouraged and see that not only is God moving, but there could be a place for them here an encouragement for them here. So utilize your network. Those two things, man, that beastly formula and utilizing your network. I'm telling you, if you live that way within four weeks, you're going to have so much content you're not going to know what to do with. 
utilizing your team, because I know there's a lot of youth workers who think they are the best judge or the best creator. They're, they, they're the gatekeeper of the Instagram world, right? Of what the, the, the fact is that they're not the best at it. Even if they're yeah. the youngest does not make them the best at it. The more you utilize your team, various perspectives, all those things, uh, you're going to get a much better putting out there of what your what your church is like than what you could just simply create on your own. Tell the folks here, because you have made their lives so easy, you have just uh, improved their lives dramatically uh, with uh, the, the beastly formula and using your network. Two simple things. I bet there are some people who would like to talk to you about even how to get better at this. So why don't you tell everybody how people can get a hold of you uh, or Mr. Church Marketing or uh, all your socials, all those things. Let people know where people can find you. Well, I'm sure there will be links down below wherever you consume this. Uh, you can find me on social media, Justin Nava, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. I am the Justin Nava on TikTok. If you're interested in going on TikTok, by absolutely go follow me uh, there. Uh, you can also reach our organization, Mr. Church Marketer. We do consultations like this on social, but we also provide you with just about anything to get people aware and engage your community for your church. We do online marketing. We do uh, printables, uh, you know, visitor gifts, banner signage, all that good stuff, uh, stuff for your students and all that. Uh, you can find us there, mrchurchmarketer.com. And if you decide to buy something, we made a uh, promo code just for you, Paul, and your audience. Use the promo code DISCIPLE. You get 10% off. Uh, that's just for the listeners of the show. And uh, yeah, you can reach me at justin at mrchurchmarketer.com if you really just want to talk to me. Uh, and or you all want, my DMs, you know, you can find me there too. That's where absolutely, Paul found me. and you, that's exactly <laughs> it. Look, I, I just said, look, I, I like to talk to interesting people that that can help youth workers, and Justin is one of those people. So I think you can trust him uh, with uh, with your social media and uh, marketing ideas. So I hope that you'll reach out to him and use that promo code. Listen, you need some stickers. Fall is here. Maybe you have something coming up that you want to do, and uh, Mr. Church Marketer can take care of that for you. So Justin, thank you so much for being on the show today. And thank you for sharing these hacks and making life better for youth workers everywhere. 100%. I was glad to be here. Thanks for, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Yes, Justin, I echo that sentiment. Thank you, all of you, for listening today. Hope that you got something from that. Hope you took some notes and that you're about to up your social media game. So I want to invite you once again to visit Mr. Church Marketer. Go ahead and order something. Use that code DISCIPLE uh, and you will get 10% off your whatever resource you're going to buy. It could be banners, could be stickers, could be... Uh, postcards, whatever it may be, but you're going to get 10% off for using the word disciple. And that's it for today, guys. Appreciate you guys listening in to the show. Be sure to go by iTunes and leave some stars and a review. If you enjoyed the podcast today, would love to hear from you. So uh, that's it, guys. Appreciate you guys listening and I'll catch you guys on the next episode. You've been listening to the Youth Ministry in Motion podcast with Paul Turner. Visit thediscipleproject.net to find out more about how you can join the ministry-minded coaching group for bi-monthly coaching sessions that will help you build a successful youth ministry. 